Okay, welcome to, what is today? May 22nd of the Agile Transformation Coaches Meeting. I thought um, today we would start with a check-in and then um, I have a possible topic for today, but it's just a framework. And if you guys have something else, great. Um, but it's to look at anti-patterns and I actually pulled up some common anti-patterns that I've heard you guys talk about that I think with anti-patterns a little goes a long way. How about if we start with a check-in? Um, and could I you know, get one of you guys to volunteer to lead, lead the check-in in whatever form you'd like to do? I'll lead and we'll do a round robin. Okay, thanks Kurt. <laughs> Let's see, we can do like our daily scrum. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> how about if I start and then we'll go on my screen. It's counterclockwise, then it'll be the Misa and Johanna. What's that? Okay. okay, sounds good. So, um, that's what, what's happening in the Americas. Uh, we're <laughs> what's that noise? <laughs> we're chugging along. <laughs> we're getting ready for um, our Infosys consultants are. Coming up, so we're looking at contracts and seeing if we need to extend some or if that's a possibility. So that's a conversation. Um, also, uh, I just got through the <coughs> the Scrum uh, Master's certif professional certification. So it's the next. It's two that goes certification, advanced, and then professional, and then you go on to training, organizational training, and. I'm sorry, team coach and then organizational training. So um, it was a good class, a lot of good tools and good things. And a couple of things I'm going to do right away is uh, something called back to the basics where we're going to review the basics. I think Kelly and I talked about that too. And then also there's some really cool things on dysfunctional teams and team dysfunctions and um, some surveys that we can use for team dysfunctions. So I was going to try some of those things and as part of the certification I kind of have to do these things so I'll be having a lot of fun and I'll pass along anything that works. Where do you do that? Sorry to, to interrupt you. Um, it's through the Scrum Alliance um, okay. the Americas but I can pass on the information I'm not sure if they have that you know okay. but there's about I think there's only 200 instructors that can actually do the course. They have or, it. Do they have it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Kelly's confirmed. They have to. I keep getting asked to, to teach it and I'm like, oh, I'm not certified, but all it is is you have to log a certain number of hours of teaching and have a current trainer recommend you. But it's really high quality training. Yeah, it was really good. A lot of lot of tools. So anyway. That's me, Louisa. Uh, welcome, Reimer. Uh, Kurt is leading us in a check-in. Very good. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, um, here in Germany, it's rainy, um, but it is um, it's nice for the weather uh, because it's good for for the environment, and I think uh, the plants have been th very thirsty. Um, and this morning, I was driving over. Isar, which is a river here and like it's so full of water and you see all the energy and um that's great and like the power that is beneath it and i've just been really looking up about um well not reading up but listening to podcasts and so on about energy and um 
and breathing and that everything, if you drill it down, it comes back to energy. And this is just so fascinating. So, um, and it's like the energy that you have within you, you, um, you also put out there. And it's so important to see what is happening with you because you also attract that, um, what you what you put out there that would come back to you that is just so interesting so i'm um i'm very happy that i found all that and i want to learn more about it because i think um it, it just makes so much sense to me um, you radiate that <laughs> <laughs> totally and I, yeah and it's uh, it would be nice to, to bring that um a little bit also in here and um yeah make people feel good since people are going to be listening to this recording, just people in our group, could you tell them verbally how to find some resources on that? And I will also type them in the, or if you could type them in the chat box. I can, I can do that. Um, actually, I was just starting the book from Sue Mort, Dr. Sue Morton. In, um, she is a, actually a doctor and um, yeah, she, yeah, I, I can type um, a couple of recommendations in there. Um, because I think they are really good. Thank you. Uh, uh, M-O-R-T-E-N or M-O-R-T-O-N? T-O-N, I think. Let me check. I have it here. I'm okay. Careful. I think either of those is fine for people listening to find it. Mm -hmm. I, I, would, I would have an add-on. Uh, it's called The Four Energies from Tony Schwartz. Ah. Um, and, and he is uh, claiming that, that we have four sources of energy, physical mental, uh, emotional, and spiritual. Um, and, and he matches those to the four elements, fire, earth, water, and air. Uh, and that's very powerful as well. Very interesting. Interesting. Louis, so I, I've never thought that you had any lack of energy. So <laughs> I think you're really good for that topic. That's you can really give nice us some. You. I need some. Yeah, no, I think but making use of energy and also like nothing is good or bad in an, in its essence. And that's, um, actually it's mind blowing. <laughs> it's totally mind blowing. Yeah. Um, to really understand that and then making use of that. Um, and I have a very nice meditation. I can f see if I can find that somewhere, uh, where I first got in touch with that um, realization and that was really, wow. Hmm. Yeah, but this is off topic, so um, I'm quite good. <laughs> I think it's precisely yeah. on topic because it's by managing energy in certain intentional ways that we can mm -hmm. bring about transformation, whether personal, team, department, organization, culture. That's I think it's precisely on topic. Uh, and since we're talking resources, one of the things that's helped me so much at completely changed what I do on a daily basis and who I'm trying to be is taking the ideas of um, energy, energy management in the flow, out of the flow, whatever, and looking at what quantum physics has to say about that, which is different from Newtonian physics. Um, and um, then, tr you know, once I started reading about quantum physics starting around maybe 15 years ago, I realized like it's really complex. So, you know, I can't get in there and do the math. I don't have the training 
or the physics, but I can read about it as a lay person and go, oh my God. And so then my question became, how can I use that in agile in my own practices? And then how can I use it in coaching and teaching and training and workshops? So I had had to figure out, okay, yeah, there's all these, you know, cool experiments, whatever over here in quantum physics, totally mind blowing, but how do I use those to bring value on a daily basis? And so the, um, the thinker and practitioner that has helped me do that the most, uh, his name is um, Arnold Mindell and his wife, Amy Mindell. It's M-I, for people listening, it's M-I-N, as in Nancy, D-E-L-L. And um, he started his career as a quantum physicist um, and he went through and got his master's and he was studying in, he's American, but he was studying in Switzerland. And he started having these crazy dreams and he told his roommate and his roommate said, oh, well, there's this like lady witch doctor, you should go talk to her. <laughs> so he went and talked to her and I forget her name, but she was a protege of Carl Jung. So if you've heard of Carl Jung, he was one of Freud's students and then created his own branch of Jungian psychology, which is also been one of my major, it still is one of the major frameworks I use in coaching. So yeah, thanks for that link, Louisa. So anyway, then he um, started telling her what was going on and he ended up getting a PhD in Jungian psychology and then developed something called process work that is a process for making that you know link from quantum physics to how do you help people or organizations transform. So it's called process work. Hi, Ralph, welcome. Um, so I'll let that be my check-in because that was way too long. And Kurt, I'll give the ball back to you to finish the check-in. Did we say anything else from your side? No. no. Uh, Johanna? Um, yeah, <clears throat> it was raiding cats and dogs the last days. And thank you, Louise, for giving me an optimistic view about this, um, that there's something good in everything that happens. Thank you for giving me the view on the energy that flows in these rivers. Um, yeah, um, currently, um, Ralph and I were working on an agile maturity assessment, and we were just discussing of how to do this without giving people the feeling of being controlled somehow. So this is a challenge we're currently facing. And um, yeah, beside of that, waiting for the weather to get even better. <laughs> Uh, here's a hopefully a quick diamond. Include your initial maturity assessment. Call it fluency level so they don't feel like they're bad and wrong if they're low. Second thing is initially keep five or less and make one of those five team happiness index and ask them to evaluate and then show them longitudinal graphs over time in Excel. Those are some quick work. I also have like 15 different assessments that I can share with you guys. I'll just give them to you. Okay. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Thank you. And maybe that's the topic for today if the group wants it. Okay. Kelly's stopping. Back to you, Kurt. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm not awake yet. Level. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm just happy to have uh, uh, such an energetic person uh, in the same team. Uh, <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, I am very much looking forward to the results of the SCAS. Uh, 
Uh, we um, have now quarterly Siemen, um, yeah, Siemens Global Employee Surveys to uh, give the employees a say on, on how engaged they are. And there are five questions included uh, specifically for IT people. And I'm super curious to see uh, what comes out of the first batch and super happy that it will now be repeated on a quarterly basis. So culture and development um, will be on our agenda uh, by force, so to say. Cannot escape anymore. And uh, I'm very excited <laughs> about that. And you don't want to escape from it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Ralph, we're just going uh, around and just kind of giving a quick update. Anything from your side? I, I hope he's frozen. The picture's I, frozen. Yeah. <laughs> because he looks scary. He's very focused. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Ralph was frozen, but so with that, back to you, AI. Kelly. It's AI, probably. It's AI. <laughs> Robot. <laughs> So let's pick a topic. So candidates I heard so far are agile assessments. Another possible topic is um, what I mentioned of, um, is um, antidotes to anti-patterns, but in terms of adoption, because a lot of you, everyone here is working on adoption. And so what I've done is I, I pulled up some enterprise level anti-patterns. So these are anti-patterns to adoption. It's not, oh, your scrum master doesn't have enough training. These are adoption anti-patterns. Um, so, um, you know, teams think they're doing scrum, but they're really not. It's a pig with lipstick. Um, code quality isn't high enough to do technical agile. Um, um, proxy POs, that's always a problem. Um, entropy at scale, um, governance conflict, management exclusion. So like the teams are trying to do scrum, but managers don't see themselves as part of it. So there's the pig and the chicken thing. You know, if you're a pig, you know, you got to do it right. Because if you don't, you get eaten, but the chicken just lays the egg. <laughs> so the idea is like the boss is the chicken. The boss gets, you know, doesn't get killed and eaten, but the team is the pig, so that's not really fair. So the other thing that I pulled up, if we want to choose this topic, <laughs> is not my calendar, but um, uh, this particular article, The Seven Sins of Scrum and Other Agile Anti-Patterns, and the reason I pulled this one up is because it um, it has categories that you guys are, are working on. For example, a common anti-pattern is to show status, which is old versus showing value. Um, and then there's also one that you guys talk about a lot, which is um, illusion over reality. <laughs> so how do you get real in terms of highly visible information radiators? And this is when you guys talk a whole lot about organizational hacks over agile leadership. So you know, you want to control the outputs in Agile, but we, we're still kind of addicted to controlling the inputs, micromanagement, taking sides, et cetera. You know, having just endless meetings and discussions versus what's the action, what's the resolution, you know, and are you qualified? And just because you have five certifications doesn't mean you are, stuff like that. 
So in any case, um, those are also some possibilities. So what's happening in the group? What's the topic that you want to discuss for today? I'm open to anything. It's your decision, not mine. Well, both are appealing to me. Um, yeah. And I really like your, your suggestion in the email to have real cases as a learning vehicle to where to apply them. Uh, and it's for me easy to say because I don't have real cases um, <laughs> because I'm too too far away from, uh, so to say, the the heat of the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> but I um, I think that approach would be great. That's why I chose those two links I just showed you because they might <clears throat> help you bring up real cases because they show real cases. And anyway, how about the rest of the group? Real cases. Any real cases to bring? I think the anti-patterns, they sound like also really, really good to me because we face them like all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's always valuable to bring them, you know, to read through it again and think like, yeah, true. Um, so I would be interested in that, but also, of course, in the edge of maturity, but I could also just read through the articles that you mentioned. Okay. I also, I don't have oh, articles. Oh, go ahead, Louisa. Yes. Um, also, the agile maturity. Um, I mean, this would be very most helpful to you right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it would be fine to do that because it would be interesting um, to me as well. But and the anti-patterns are always interesting and very good. So, but if it, if the other one is most helpful to you, um, I, I think it would be great to, to focus on that. But Kelly, wouldn't um, anti-patterns appear within the Agile Maturity topic too? Yes, they would. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> the laptop that I'm on right now does not have my actual maturity assessments. They're on my other, my other laptop, but we okay. can- so you actually don't, you're not prepared for the maturity topic. Um, I am, but the laptop is not. <laughs> yeah. So I, what I could do is just email the group the assessments and we could talk about approaches today. Happy to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. And I mean, do we always do it just with, um, with organizations or can we just also use it for our teams? both, any, either. So the assessments that I'll send you um, are, um, there's like, I don't know, six or eight of them I can send you. So one assessment is a team level only assessment, mm -hmm. which you can also find and download from the Scaled Agile site. Okay. It's an Excel. And what's nice about it here, let me just open Excel and I'll show you how they work. It's super simple, and the more simple you can keep it, the better. Um, let's see here. So let's say, you know, here's a, oh, you can't see my screen. Let me know when you can see my screen. Yep. Okay. And there it is. 
Um, so here's the competency. So we have competency X, competency Y, and competency Z. Um, and then you have time. So you could call it like, you know, sprint one, sprint two, sprint three. And one way to do it is you can um, do a quick poll in a retrospective or use a survey. Um, so let's say, let's just call it a scale of, you know, one to 10. So let's say for competency X, let's call this one, let's see, team happiness, for example. Um, and so let's say in sprint one, it's five, in sprint two, it's a six. Oh, hi, yo, welcome. Sprint three, it's a seven. And then, um, you know, you guys tell me what's another competency at, since we're talking at the team level. Maybe you guys tell me what's a competency you can think of. Could be use communication. Communication, okay. Communication, and then what about communication? Quality, frequency? Uh, Quality. Quality. Okay, good. So we'll just pick that. Well, another oh. could be as, as simple as attendance in stand-ups. Mm -hmm. It could be. Yeah, sure. Attendance. Yeah. And what? Um, being on time. Yeah, on time. I think of it as... Um, so let's say Sprint when it's a two because nobody really gets it and then it gets better and, and then they get it and it's, you know, maybe it's, you know, now they're at a higher. Um, and uh, give me a third team level competency. Finished tasks within the sprint. Okay. Finished, so, can we call it planned work? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Might be stories, which could be broken down to tasks inside the sprint. Another common team competency is, did you do QA starting on day one versus on the last day of the sprint? And they'll say, on day one, that's not possible. Um, and there's agile techniques for doing that. Anyway. So let's say, you know, they're just not at all doing it. And then they're like, well, maybe we need to get better at that because you know, we can't say we completed this feature because it's not been QA'd and the devs think done means dev done, but that's only because they're thinking in terms of dev, not the whole team success. So. But QA, you mean, like, what exactly do you mean by QA? Um, Q, a quality assurance. Ah, okay. Yes, yeah, I, I was thinking and stuck with question and answers, and I didn't it didn't make oh, sense no. to me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ask ten questions about you? Uh -huh. okay. So finish plan work inside the sprint. So say in the beginning they just they're like not at all, and then you know they start they start to get better. So then what you do? Let's just say this is here. Um, so I can move this guy over. Um, so you, like in any Excel, you just highlight what you want, go to insert. And then this chart, I like a lot, the longitudinal charts. And I like the ones that show the points because what I'm looking for is things to brag about. 
I, I want to talk, I want to show the teams their, their success. Now, uh, clearly I chose, you know, this is not, it's not showing it how I want to show it, but I'm not going to spend time on that. But do you guys see the basic idea here mm -hmm. of what we're trying to do? How do you get to the to the numbers? Like, would the team vote for themselves, or is like would the scrum master help them, and then they would discuss it? Or how do they know that they are at a I don't know communication number of three or team happiness of six? Um, in my experience, whoever is being assessed, it's always better to ask them because as a transformation coach, one of your goals is for their consciousness level to get higher and higher so self-consciousness awareness of self if it's an external authority evaluating then that won't mean as much so think about your marriage or your relationship if i observe you for a week say i'm staying at your house and then i say I'm now giving you a score of a three out of 10. You're not going to feel very good about that on the health of your marriage. But instead, if you say our marriage is good, but you know, then you go to counseling because we want to make it better or something changed. Like we had a baby, like how do we keep yeah. a high quality of our marriage now that there's this other person in our house, you know, who's crying in the middle of the night. Um, and so then in that case, you know, you, you know, the, the, the coach, in this example, the marriage counselor, could ask you, on a scale of one to 10, what's the health level of your marriage today? Oh, it's a four, because we're too tired to spend any time with each other, <laughs> you know, because the baby's crying all the time. Mm -hmm. and so then the next question for you as an agile coach is to say, okay, great, what would raise the health level of your marriage from a four to yeah. a five? Oh, asking grandma to babysit once a week, we can go to a movie. But so actually, the numbers that they say, so if they say, yeah, we feel like we're already on a seven, or if they say we're on a two, actually, it doesn't really matter. What it's matters is the way they want to get to the next number. Exactly. The other thing that matters is their self-consciousness. So often, if you ask them any of these questions, say on a scale of one to 10, they'll be like, it's fine. Everything's fine. So that means they're not really thinking about it. Mm, they, yeah. oh, okay, fine. So everything's perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. They give them a 10. Like, everything's totally perfect. So that's an agile technique called, I mean, a coaching technique called range. And what range means is you take what they're saying and you make it bigger. You exaggerate it. So you say, oh, everything's fine. So it's perfect. So you hear my body language and my tone of voice will be like, well, no, it's not perfect. Okay. Oh, it's not perfect. Okay, what's not perfect about it? Now, if they have a low level of safety in the team, they're not going to want to tell you what's not perfect. So if they give themselves, say, a nine, just go with it. Because then your question is, what would it take to get from a nine to a ten? They're like, I don't know, leave me alone. So it's just like inviting them to start thinking about it it's not you assigning a grade it's them assigning themselves yeah. that yeah, it brings that, that me that like it's just the start of a discussion and of a self-reflection exactly and, and it's not about the numbers but it's yeah. about whatever they want to do as a team exactly. to improve yes but in a team we had a discussion that somehow why are we doing this and there was 
one someone who said he wants to have a comparison for example with next year on how um we improved and then he would add all the numbers of the different teams to a like organizational number but then i'm not sure how much value this has with adding these numbers because it's never about the number and if for example a team now says yeah it's it's okay we had a six and then next year they will realize what we actually wanted and they realize oh now i see that we should go this way and honestly speaking we are at a two then they did make a big jump in their like how do you say transformation mm -hmm. however the number is now lower so I have a problem with the numbers that itself because they're like nonsense. Yeah, metrics are accurate and they're not accurate. <laughs> so it's a question of who sees the numbers. Yeah. And so initially we try to show the numbers only to the teams. Now that poses a problem for middle managers and senior leaders because they want to know Mm -hmm. how the team's doing, you know, mm -hmm. not so they can beat people up, hopefully, but so they can help remove blockers. So it's one thing if you're doing an assessment for a team, just a team. It's another thing if you're doing assessments for, or fluency or maturity levels for a group of teams. So in, if it's a group of teams, or even like Raima's example for the whole organization, what's the engagement levels, um, yeah. you want to get representatives of each of the teams to decide what are the, the common, you know, assessment points. And in order to do that, what I've seen work the best is they gather that information from their teams. Um, and I've seen it done two ways. One is they just go out and do it. And then there's all this like anxiety about who's mm -hmm. going who's going to judge us the second way i've seen that works a lot better is you as a coach propose an assessment structure and use positive psychology um, and state the variables neutrally so we've stated them and, and the way you do that is you do it by levels so i'm going to put that in capital letters that's from system dynamics systems thinking and it's key so here, you notice we've in team happiness, we've used positive psychology because we didn't say team satisfaction level and we didn't say team unhappiness. <laughs> we said team happiness. So already by asking them the question, this is quantum physics at work, you're asking them to think in the direction of happiness. Mm -hmm. you, see what, you see what we're doing there? It's a little sneaky. But the principle of quantum physics, it's called the Heisenberg principle, is you find what you look for. So if you look for happiness, you'll start to find happiness in the team. It will start to grow like a plant. Yeah. If you look for problems, you'll find lots of problems. And then if you look for people to execute because they're the cause of the problems in the fictional tale that you're telling, you'll find lots of people whose fault it is and then you, you could start laying them off or whatever. So that's quantum physics, you find what you look for. Same thing over here, communication. Um, so we've added some acceptance criteria, but this is also still a variable stated in a neutral way. What's the quality 
of the communication, it, the level. Is it high quality, medium quality, or low quality? Same thing there. QA, what's the quality of the Q? Is, what's happening in your, your guys' heads as you hear this concept, concept of state the variable in a neutral way? Makes absolutely sense. What's that? Makes absolutely sense. Hmm. If you can state it neutrally, that avoids triggering, um, it avoids triggering uh, conflict patterns. And there are four primary conflict patterns in the research I've seen. One is defensiveness. <coughs> the other is contempt. Stonewalling, which means you ignore it. What's the other one? Defense, oh, blame, blame. So like, for example, if we say, um, so how bad is the communication in this team? <laughs> no one's gonna like that question and they're gonna get defensive. But if you say, how good is the communication? They'll say, oh, it's fine. But if you say, what's the quality level of the communication in the past two weeks? T-shirts, high, medium, low or whatever, small, large, I'm not awake. <laughs> so you hand it back to your question of, if you're evaluating, think first, are you evaluating at a team level, a department level, an organization level? Yeah, we want to evaluate it on a team level, but then sum it up on an organizational level. So if you want to sum it up, you have to have commonly shared evaluation points. Hmm. And the risk there is they're going to spend the next year debating what those points should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or two years. So that's why, in my experience, it hurts me to say this because there's so many valid evaluation points. How well occupied are your roles? High, medium, low, you know. Um, to what, you know, what percentage of your code base is automated? You know, all, all, there's so many possible ones. But if you ask them ones that are kind of too advanced for what they know, they'll just, you know, full stop. They just don't want to do it. So if you can use positive psychology, keep it to five or less, give them an initial framework, you know, meet with, you know, your 10 scrum masters and say, here's the proposed framework. We're going to meet again in a week. Take this back to your teams. It's not your decision, Scrum Master. It's the team's decisions. But, but bring answers back. You know, yes, no, or counteroffer. And then, and then use positive psychology to formulate your five variables. Like, and do it in terms of levels. So, for example, team happiness levels. Um, so, let's, let me ask you guys, what are some other variables that you can think of that you could ask teams about that would not trigger blame, shame, contempt, whatever, but that would provide valuable information. What are your ideas on that? I would like to show uh, my, my screen for one of the answers. Okay. May I? Yeah, please stop my share. And it's this picture I, I uh, made. It was the preparation. I hope you can see some kind of scribble what I made. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And this was a preparation for this kind, a similar kind of question. Uh, it was to find out how the team works. And what you see is this kind of spider web in the upper half. Mm-hmm. And uh, the start was to ask the team, just, just like, like Kelly showed us, what, uh, what's important for you for collaboration in this, in this context I, I did. And they should place there, for example, what are, can you see my, my cursor? Uh, what are, yeah. What's about the tasks, the Aufgaben in German? What about the com- communication? What about the processes? Do you stick to the processes or do you not stick? Just estimate. And for the first run, they had to place it on these scales from one to 10 or from one to six, whatever. And the idea was to make them show that's the status of today and uh, how can we improve? Just like Kelly told us. And the idea was to make them find out what it is, like communication. Kelly mentioned that. My idea is add, for example, the processes. Do you have standards or not? How reliable are you within the team? Or do you have a common vision or not? So this would be my my gift uh, where I had some some good experiences with. And so then I, I go back to you, you, you had like this kind of like mini assessment like for several times. Then you met again, and then yes, you... with the same team, and uh, they should show or present where they could improve, or whether they had forgotten one of of these important uh, variables. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Sorry, my mobile phone was... The idea was just to come with the same picture again to the team half year later and ask them, now we did uh, Agile and uh, where where could we improve? In reliability on each other, we we have had the status four. Could we improve to five or six? That was the idea. Okay, so they met again after like a yes. time frame of several months. Working with the same team again, yes. Okay, okay, thank after, you. During coaching or after coaching? So you know, the, the idea is you, you've picked five or six or whatever variables that you, yeah, right. you'd right. like to see improvement in, and then you keep those right. constant and see yes. how those get. Okay. But the start was, please, dear team, tell me what's important for yeah. you concerning teamwork, collaboration, or, or working together? That was the inter- initial question. Just like, like uh, Kelly showed you, uh, if the team uh, doesn't focus on team happiness, you can guide them somehow. What about this? What about that? So you can, you can control it a little bit, but the team should find out what's important to themselves. Yeah. That was the idea behind this chart. So if you're looking at my screen um yo as you were talking i added your variables here and added them in a neutral way not like how bad are you but (laughs) (laughs) or how good or how awesome are you but perfect you don't want to vote in the way you phrase the question so your question yo i put what's the quality of your collaboration right And so then here's an example of what the chart would look like. So 
what the t so what you're trying to do also is um, you know give the team something to feel good about like wow look you know the level of our collaboration went went up so here I'm changing the numbers so you can see it going up see yeah see great see that line move so then you just put this in Excel or wherever you put it so you can show them and ideally you, you show them in every retrospective maybe you give them a quick survey Siemens survey tool whatever five minutes two minutes you know and they'll forget to do it before the retro or they'll complain that they're too busy so just have them do it in two minutes of the retrospective because what you're look is nobody likes metrics because they're worried about being blamed but if you can yeah. use positive psychology and quantum physics you find what you look for so what we're looking for here is the quality of our collaboration is getting higher that's what you're looking for and so then you just point it out to them like wow congratulations you guys coaching skill by the way acknowledgement your collaboration level just went up look at look at the progress then you as an agile transformation coach or scrum master you use this to show it to middle management and senior management you can put it on social media like oh my god you know look at the amazing work this team is doing now the team is a star they're feeling good and everybody else is like, oh, maybe I could do a Gemba walk over there and go observe what they're doing. Um, as a, like, um, to get all the competencies and the questions, could you also use like the agile contract you have with the team? Absolutely. Like, live up to it and maybe also bring down the points that, because I, I remember like for the one team we have, we made the agile contract. Now I could take these and um, all the points that we set there and, I'm asking them regularly um, how well do they look up to them. Absolutely. So if we do, let's see, I'll replace. To what degree did you live up to your common vision in the last sprint? So you can say um, how well. Now notice the use of positive psychology. We're not saying how much did you suck at living up to the actual social credit. You say, you know, how well did, and don't say you, did we live up to our agile social contract in the past sprint. So you don't say, how well did we live up to our agile social contract from the beginning of time? Because then you'll have people sidetrack long discussions. You know, you don't want that, but you, you phrase it in a very concrete way. It's like, I think everybody here has done individual sessions with me. It's like the thing you always get asked at the end of the session, which is what is one action that you'd like to try out in the coming five days from our session? So you're, you're helping them narrow it to help them be really successful. It's not where do you want to be in 20 years? Like, Oh my God, it's like, yeah. Now notice something about the visuals of this chart we have here. What do you guys notice about this? There's a trend. There is a trend. It's an upward trend. Yeah. Because we've designed it that way. So this is where metrics are true and they're not true. And we've also designed it with quantum physics principle in mind of you find what you look for. So if you look for team happiness, we're going to look for that to grow. The other thing about this chart is it's visually busy. It's hard to read. 
So that's the value of, you know, using just say, mm -hmm. I don't know, three variables or just two. So here's just two, for example, it's much easier to read. You know, and you could even, you could even do correlations. You could say, oh, well, our team happiness started kind of low, but then when everybody started showing up on time for the scrums, our team happiness went up. Hmm, what's the relationship with that? That kind of thing. So that's a system dynamics technique called behavior over time, which we'll talk about another time. I don't want to overload you guys. We have nine minutes left. So um, how do you want to spend the rest of, of today here? We've got lots of possibilities. What do you want to try? Um, the, this kind of HR maturity that we want to do is like the vision is more to do it like now and then maybe next year again. This is more based on a like regular sprint-based improvement. Ah, uh, now and next year? Okay. Yeah. Consultant had on way too long. The shorter the cycles, the better because you want to help okay. them feel good about their progress. Yeah. Yes. So, so the cycle yeah. should be like maximum of three months or? Oh, that's way too long. <laughs> think about your marriage you know if you check in about the, the the health level of your marriage three months from today your spouse might have spent the last two months upset with you because you haven't had a date night <laughs> no? you know or that you don't uh, see each other because you're working too much so it sounds like monthly i'd say Maybe. every two weeks <laughs> Sometimes yeah, it's just we have to do it like with many teams. And if I meet all those teams every two weeks to talk like. Oh, no, you don't have to do it. That's way too much work for you. We get the scrum masters to do it. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. So if it's still too much, just build them a free survey. <laughs> yeah. And, and make it five or less, or maybe you just start with team happiness level. Maybe it's just one. And you say, would you be willing to spend the first five minutes of every retrospective, which by the way, you should be doing every two weeks. You tell them that, you know, or something, but like make it simple and have them do the work, not you. So, or, or start with monthly, you know, but make them feel good about it do it in a way where they feel good yeah and then they might want to start doing it more and then later you can get into well here's your maturity level crawl walk yeah like most teams of them they don't even work in a scrum setup so That's like there are no like um regular um retrospective meetings for example oh i see but I will find that a way. Matter. It doesn't matter if we, um, we, I think we kind of started that now in our new team and um, we are actually also not really working together. Um, everybody has their own topics, but still we, we have kind of these, these questions in our normal um, team meeting. Uh, like what, for example? We have a, like a, what kind of questions? 
Yeah, yeah, give us some content that people might want to use in their assessments. Well, what we first did is, um, like, yeah, like a check-in in the beginning, um, but uh, we're now talking about, um, yeah, not really like that, um, but something similar could, or could be anything we haven't decided yet. Mm -hmm. But I think we can, all I want to say is like you can do it in any kind of meeting. It doesn't need to be a retro or That's anything, true. any kind of meeting. You come together with a team and then just reserve a couple of minutes to, to do it. Right. And if people are remote, you can use the five finger vote. So let's say you want to measure their view of customer happiness, which is going to be different from actual customer happiness, but say, okay, so in the last month, what's been our level of customer happiness on a scale of one to five and your market set vote whatever you know so they can vote visually with the five finger or if you have a bunch of technical introverts have them type their score in the chat box it's less scary <laughs> technical <laughs> introverts <laughs> okay or other introverts i'm an introvert so. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, other ideas from the group on what would be some other variables you would want to measure? Ideas at an org level department or team. What about respect? Okay, respect level. That's a great one. High, medium, low. You're not saying how much did you fight with each other in the last month? saying what's the level of respect on a scale of one to five you know two great what would it take to move it to a three you don't say why is it so low that <laughs> triggered came in contempt or ignoring you you say okay congratulations on your level of transparency coaching with knowledge and skill what's one action you guys want to try in the coming month to move your two to a three so notice what I'm doing here I'm giving a verbal and I'm giving a visual with my hand. Okay. So you're hitting multiple sensory channels because you're trying to get through the cloud. And what are some other variables that you could ask them about? Give us some real examples from your situations. Any ideas? I think the first intervention is to, to let them come up with the, the measure that, that that is most meaningful for them. That's what I uh, suggested. Let them find out themselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have some ideas already in the background. Um, if we, we start with it, um, then it's easier if, for me at least uh, for the examples. Mm, yeah, right. start with, with tricky yeah. tr tricky questions. What about... It's not so easy. <laughs> there's, a, there's pros and cons to that. And I really mean that. This is not my sneaky way of saying don't do this. There's pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> pros and cons. So the con is think about the Johari window. 
it starts with a J, J-O-H-A-R-I, Johari window, and there's four quadrants. So one of the quadrants, they don't know what they don't know. So they don't, if they're new to Agile, they don't know what to assess themselves on. They don't know that the core assessment is how relentless is your learning? You guys know that because you're familiar, right? But they, they don't even know what to ask. So that's the con. The pro is that if you um, ask them this, what's meaningful to you, they'll, they'll tell you, but then the disadvantage is, and they'll own it. They'll have a high degree of ownership. And that's your doorway as a transformation coach to reassure them, we will not use these metrics to public shame and blame. Now, they will not believe you. They will only believe you once they start realizing that you have integrity and you, you do what you say you're going to do, that you're showing them feel good metrics back to themselves where you create a designed alliance of who gets to see them. And, and once they realize that, then they're going to be like, Oh, this is for the whole organization. Okay. Here are the variables we want to Louise's point. If you, or Johanna, I don't remember if you give them a, a proposed framework, like what about just two, like team happiness levels, customer happiness levels, you know, just propose it and let them modify. So that gets around the Johari window problem of they don't know what they don't know because you give them something to work with versus nothing. Like if I say to you guys, okay, everybody as a team, draw a team picture. You'd be like, what? Like give them something to start with. Mm-hmm. I think, but also we could use um, the the Scrum values, for example. Like, um, totally. How well did we focus on 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 the MVP or um, the product increment, or um, how open were we? And what I realized in a discussion I had yesterday, it's about transparency. That still people or too many people still think, okay, we we need to. Like, this is my. My dance area, so you you cannot dance with me, um, and they they try to hide their work, um, right? As of securing it, so transparency would be something. Yeah, totally. Customer focus. Yeah. <clears throat> so you so I have literally. I read up on the, on the, I read up on the values. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's scrum values, there's lean values, whatever. I have literally seen people argue about this and get nothing done for a year and a half. I was just actually looking for, I was looking for a survey that was sent out by quote unquote management. And um, it wasn't, the teams were not involved with the questions, but. That's the problem. I didn't agree with a lot of the questions. I was overruled. Um, But, you know, they asked them about team happiness. Do you feel, you know, your individual, you're recognized for your contributions and things like that. And I think part of the, the management, the management uh, concerns were that they thought the teens or the individual would think they were going to use it for their PMPs and be graded on this Mm -hmm. and maybe reluctant to respond. And some of the questions I thought even were misleading and, you know, not very team based. They were just very, you know, individual based. So, yeah. I think we're going to see the results of those surveys sometime today, but hmm. I'd be really curious on how, and, and if they were answered. Yeah. Um, it's tricky because then HR gets involved. You know, I've, I used to talk with HR departments like, 
how HR can go agile, how HR can support agile, then they want to integrate these to performance reviews. And I've seen that done as well. And sometimes it works, sometimes it, it's a disaster for all the reasons we've talked about. Interesting. Hey, can I have to drop for my- Yeah, we're over. Program? Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for a great discussion, everybody. I will send this chart to everyone in this screenshot. So hope this was useful. Thanks. Thanks. Thank See you, everybody. Stay dry. Luisa, kommst du rüber? Ich komme rüber. Ja, genau. Bis gleich. Ciao. Ciao.